so good to see everybody in church today. You are looking really good, but say hi to somebody around you as you are taking a seat in the house here today. Woo! Man, this is the busiest service we've had all day. What was going on last night? I didn't get invited. What was going on last night? Everybody hanging out. Like, this is the last bit of summer. We're trying to get it all in right now. It's good to have everybody. Well, hey, we've been in a series, Wise Up, and the whole premise around it is, man, we got to wise up to rise up in a generation. If we're not wise according to God's standards, God's eyes, we will not live a life that honors him. And so if we, uh, you know, as I've talked about, fear of the Lord starts. Wisdom, that's the start of it, Proverbs 1.7. You move towards knowledge of any sort, informed by the fear of the Lord, and then you move towards understanding that comes from uh, the Holy Spirit on what it all means. Then you come into wisdom, and Jesus would say, wisdom is revealed in its fruits. Oh, yeah, you get it right there, right there. Perfect. That is perfect, right there. Um, so we've been in this series, Wise Up. It's been a great series, but what we're going to do today is we're going to pause, because it's time to step into a part of the vision for 2021, as we talked about in February. We started the series, Remnant. Remnant is our prophetic word for this year over this church. We're going to be a remnant of people uncompromised in culture to make a difference no matter what season of life and ministry that we are in, especially at this moment in time in the crazy world that we're living in. And so part of that vision, we talked about our partnership with World Vision, partnership with World Vision in Tanzania. You know, God spoke to my heart three years ago, put the word Tanzania on the inside of my heart, didn't know where it was, what it was about. Um, but I just knew Heather had a dream 20 years ago that we were doing ministry in Africa of some sort. We didn't know where. So you fast forward 17 years later, Tanzania hits my heart and then it all comes together. Okay, we're going to be doing some type of ministry in Tanzania. And uh, so I started researching and it just so happens that Tanzania has got a lot of cool stuff that is very near and dear to my heart. Mount Kilimanjaro is there, the largest and the highest mountain in all of the continent of Africa. Uh, is legit. Uh, many people hike there. It's got amazing beaches over there also, close to my heart. And they got great coffee. So as we started a couple of years ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. Started a couple of years ago, the, every, all the beans inside of our coffee truck back here are sourced from Tanzania. We roast them inside of that truck, and then we serve you the coffee. What is the point of that? We want you to get a taste of the place before you ever get to meet the people. And today is a day that we're going to step in to learn more on how we can partner with an organization known as World Vision to make a difference inside of Tanzania. So without further ado, we got the one and only Pastor Josh here today. He was a pastor for 18 years, and he is here today to talk about what World Vision is doing and how we can partner with them. My man! It uh, has been such a joy uh, to be a part of this community all weekend long. Such a warm welcome you have given me in every single one of your services. Can you give a hand, though, to your pastor? What an incredible guy, man. Uh, he, he and Heather are leading so courageously in this community. I'm so inspired by what God has been doing right here in, in Pearl Street, right? Right here in the Pearl I mean, locally in San Antonio, this is a church that inspires me because of the way that you love and the way that you serve and the way that you want to bring heaven to earth right here in the town that you call home. And, uh, you know, it's my joy also to be able to share with you some of the amazing things that God's doing all around the world. I bring greetings from all of my colleagues who serve in more than 100 countries uh, all around the globe on behalf of World Vision. And I also bring you greetings from my crew. This is my crew, my wife. 
Pilar here, and uh, my, my, I think there they are, yeah, my wife Pilar, uh, my 15-year-old daughter Abigail, and my 13-year-old son Andrew, uh, we call Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania home, and you can't imagine how fun it's been for me to be in the, deep in the heart of Texas, right, to experience your, your world here, and uh, you know, I had the opportunity with the Riverwalk, I can't wait someday be able to bring my family down here together where we can just experience the river walk. Just walking along this morning, I kind of went over there and took a look, watching the, the gentle San Antonio River just sort of make its way through the heart of your city. And, and when I saw that this morning, it, it reminded me of a story. Can I start by telling you a story here today? A story about a town that was high up in the Alps that straddled the banks of a beautiful stream. And that stream was the source of life for its village and was fed by springs that were as old as the earth and as deep as the sea. And those springs were the source of life for that village. And the water that, that flowed in those springs was clear like crystal. I mean, children laughed and played beside it. You could look down and see rainbow trout swarming at the bottom of that spring. Now, I don't know if they have rainbow trout in San Antonio, but where I'm from in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, rainbow trout are what you want to fish for. But meanwhile, high up in the hills, far beyond anyone's sight, lived an old man who served that village as keeper of the springs. And he would travel around from one spring to the other, removing branches or debris that might otherwise try to pollute the water. And his work went largely unseen. But one year, the town council got together and decided they had better things to do with their money. You ever known a town council to do that before? They decided they had roads to repair and taxes to collect and services to offer. And so giving money to an unseen stream cleaner seemed like a luxury they could no longer afford. So the old man left his post. And high up in the mountains, the springs went untended. And twigs and branches muddied the creek bed and accumulating debris turned parts of the stream into stagnant bogs. And for a time, no one in the village noticed. But after a while, the water simply was no longer the same. Suddenly it looked brackish. Children in the village began to grow ill. And now everyone noticed the loss of sparkling beauty that used to flow between the banks that fed the town. See, the life of the village depended on the stream. And the life of the stream depended on its keeper. So the city council reconvened and money was found and the old man was rehired. And after yet another time, the springs were clean again and the stream was pure again. And children played again on its banks and illness was replaced by health. And in the village, it was full of life. The life of the village depends on the health of the stream. And Pearl Street, Pearl Street Church, the stream is our world. And you are its keeper. You know, we are living in a wonderful and a beautiful and fascinating world. I mean, we live in a world that is filled with the aroma of coffee houses and the laughter of friends and the favorite cuisine of a favorite restaurant. I mean, take, for example, pollos asados with green sauce. 
Is there anything better than poyos asados? There is no better proof to the existence of God than the green sauce on a poyos asados. Spoken like a northerner from Pennsylvania, right? <laughs> Truly, this is an amazing world that we're living in. And we are its keeper. But there's also a world currently in our midst that if we're not careful, often can go unnoticed. It's a world that in large part has been left without a keeper. Now, to find this world, you have only to watch the headlines that scroll in your news feeds every day. For headline number one, you'll need to travel 3,000 miles across the Atlantic to the war-torn Middle East where you'll meet former doctors and lawyers and nurses and school teachers who now live as refugees along the Syrian border. Picture this, families displaced. Can you imagine, actually right now, there are some 65 and a half, 68 and a half rather, 68 and a half million children and families who have been forcibly displaced from their homes in places like Syria and Venezuela and Myanmar and now Bangladesh. You may remember in March of this last year, a, a horrific fire that tore their refugee camp, displacing, further displacing tens of thousands of people in Bangladesh. It's heartbreaking to watch people with no place to lay their head. Also heartbreaking, though, is the second headline and the clean water crisis that's confronting our globe. Young girls who forego an education, but instead walk on average six kilometers, that's four miles, two times each day in search of dirty water. Water that will take the life of some 14,000 children under the age of five each day from preventable waterborne diseases. 5.2 million children each year. That's one child every seven seconds. And most of us are left wondering, could this really be true of the same world that I call home? Could this be true of the same world that gives us pollos asados with green sauce? And I understand why most of us find ourselves confused, disoriented, maybe even in, in disbelief at the condition of our world, of the condition of our stream, because it is not ours. The children who die from diarrhea or malaria aren't our children. 12-year-old little girl who will be sold into the practice of childhood marriage is not our daughter. 10-year-old little boy who right now is being recruited into a militia simply is not our son. See, generally speaking, our kids have access to education and health care and an endless supply of clean drinking water from which to quench their thirst. Our stream has not yet been muddied by the accumulating debris up in the hills. But the life of the village, Pearl Street Church, the life of the village depends on the health of the stream. And the stream is our world. Tanzania is our world. And we are its keeper. You are its keeper. So, What's required of us to be a keeper of the stream? Can we wrestle with that question together for just a few moments? Like as keeper of the stream, what's required of me? What's required of you? Now, this was a question that was hanging thick in the air 
One day when a young lawyer approached Jesus with a question of his own. Jesus, you remember him? Jesus, who had been proclaiming good news to the poor, giving sight to the blind. Jesus, who had been setting the oppressed free. Jesus, who was inviting a bunch of ragtag fishermen, like second-rate students, tax collectors, and political zealots, to now be a part of a new little community, a life-forming, hope-giving, purpose-filling little community. And a young lawyer comes along and he's trying to discern for himself, like, what's it going to look like for me to be a part of this community myself? And so in his discernment, he asks Jesus a question. He says, Jesus, teacher rather, this is in Luke 10, what should I do to inherit eternal life? In other words, like, what's going to be on the entrance exam to heaven? Ever ask a question like that yourself? You consider your own mortality? How do I live this life in such a way that I can be assured that in the end, I'm going to get a passing grade? And Jesus replies in his own wisdom with a question of his own. He says, well, you know the Old Testament law. When you read the the law of Moses, what do you think it says? And the lawyer then quotes from Deuteronomy chapter 6, very famous passage of scripture for the Jewish community called the Shema. He said, this is how I read it. It says, love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your mind, with all of your strength with all of your soul. And then he throws in a little bit from Leviticus. He says, and, this, and also love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus is impressed. He says, you got it, man, you got it. You do that and you're gonna live. But it's not enough to just know the truth, is it? Don't we all wanna like embody truth? Don't we wanna live truth out? And so this young lawyer asks a follow-up question. He says to Jesus, how do, I, how do I know who my neighbor is? And see, I don't, I don't think that question is really so much about how to get into heaven as much as it is about how to bring heaven right here to earth. Remember, Jesus prayed, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Dallas Willard was a great theologian, philosopher and writer. He was often fond of saying eternity is now in session. Eternity, come to earth right here, right now, and you and I get to bear witness to it and welcome it into our communities locally and into our world globally. And so Jesus takes that question and he begins to explain who this guy's neighbor is going to be. And he tells a story about a Jewish man who was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho, who was attacked by bandits and they stripped him of his clothes and they beat him up and they left him half dead beside the road. And by chance, in Jesus' story, by chance, a priest comes along. Should be good news. But he sees the man lying there and he passes by on the other side. But that's okay because a Levite comes along. This is like a worship leader. And he sees the man. But he too passes by on the other side. And then in Jesus' story, to begin to illustrate what it looks like to be a part of this new little community of Jesus' followers forming around him, he brings in a despised Samaritan. And he makes him the hero of the story. He sees the man lying there and he feels compassion on him. 
And he goes over to him and he soothes his wound with olive oil and wine and bandages him up. And then he puts him on his own donkey. And it says that he took him all the way to an inn where he took care of him. And the next day he handed the innkeeper two silver coins. And he said, listen, if this man's bill runs even higher than this, I'll pay you the next time that I'm here. And then Jesus turns to the young lawyer and he says, now you tell me, who do you think was a neighbor to this man? And he couldn't even say his name. He says, well, it was the one who showed compassion. And Jesus says, yes, now go, go and do likewise. And with this simple but now famous story, Jesus begins to illustrate what it's going to look like to be a part of a new little community that's going to form around him, what it is to be a keeper of the stream. And here's what I think it looks like for you and me. It means cultivating a life that affirms the inherent dignity of every person and working to restore broken circumstances in our world. This is who we are. This is what we do. Followers of Jesus cultivate a life that affirm the inherent dignity of every person and then work to restore the brokenness that we see around our world. And I'm just struck by the fact that the Samaritan, for all of his cultural differences, and they were many that he shared between a Jewish man and a Samaritan man, for all of his cultural differences, he actually took the time to see him. Not to see a distant problem or a statistic or a headline like I referenced a moment ago, but to see a person, a real person with with a heartbeat and a name and a family and hopes and dreams and gifts and abilities, a man who had been created in God's own image with dignity and value. It says that when he saw him, that's when he was moved to compassion. And I just think, you know, over this last year, we're living in a cultural moment. I don't know what it's like in San Antonio. I can tell you what it's like in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And we are living in a cultural moment in our country and in our world. And would it not call us to nothing less than this, than to actually see each other, to respect and identify our differences but then also to respond to one another, even in our difference, to respond to one another in compassion out of our common humanity. Eugene Cho is the director of Bread for the World. He recently tweeted this. He said, we live in a culture of broad brushstrokes, but we cannot be lazy. We cannot make assumptions of people. We must take the time to ask about their story. Take the time to listen, to really listen, to be humble, to be teachable, to be human. Gang, this cultural moment that we're all living in calls us to see each other. And then in seeing each other, to respond to one another's need in compassion. But you know, second observation about this story is that when we respond in compassion, it is both practical and deeply personal. Puts the man on his own donkey, walks all the way beside him to the inn, prepays his room, even says to the innkeeper, listen, if he breaks into that mini fridge in the hotel room and opens up that $12 bottle of water, man, I'll even cover that too. And then I'll be back tomorrow. And when I'm back, we will get this figured out in relationship together. It was practical. It was deeply personal. And I just think that that's the same spirit of love that's at the very epicenter of the gospel. 
the good news that Jesus came to proclaim. You may remember a moment, the beginning of Jesus' ministry, Luke chapter four, he goes into a synagogue in Nazareth and he gets up into the pulpit for the very first time. And of all the things that he could have preached from that day, he grabs the Isaiah scroll and he unrolls it. And in doing so, simultaneously rolls up his sleeves with a vision of what life in the kingdom is gonna look like. That we would serve each other. That's the same spirit that inspired the Apostle Paul to write to the first church in Rome and say, be devoted to one another out of brotherly kindness. The same spirit that was impressed upon Tertullian, the great North African theologian who in the second century noticed that the pagan world was struck by the witness of Christ's love in his church. And so he wrote, it is our care of the helpless. This is second century our care of the helpless, our practice of loving kindness that brands us in the eyes of our many opponents who say, only look, they say, look at how they love one another. And did you know that over time that became the common description that was used of this new little community following or forming around Jesus rather? as that community reached into Jerusalem and then out to Judea and Samaria, ultimately the very edges of the world, they said of them and may they say of us, Pearl Street Church, those people love everybody. They love everybody. They choose everybody. You know, throughout this pandemic, uh, in my family, many of you have probably experienced the same. Uh, my kids did virtual school from home. And my son and I, as a result, sort of shared a little workspace down in our basement, months together. He typing away at his computer, me across the basement, typing away at mine. And one day he sort of popped up and he said, Dad, I need to write a tribute paper for my English class. And I just wondered, would it be okay if I wrote my paper about you? And naturally, man, I'll tell you what, it just melted me. And then he added this. Or should I write it about mom? <laughs> well, come on, man. I've, I've been married, happily married now, this next weekend for 17 years. 17 years. And in 17 years, I'm smart enough not to touch that question. So I said, listen, buddy, you just choose whoever you want to choose. Me or mom, either one of us will be honored. And so about a week or so went by and he sort of popped back up and he said, well, dad, today's the day. Today's the day, dad, that I get to share my tribute, pa tribute paper. And I just wanted you to know I chose you. I chose you. And that wrecked me. It crushed his mom. <laughs> but it wrecked me. And it just dawns on me, don't we all want to be chosen? I want to be chosen. You want to be chosen. Michelle wanted to be chosen. In 2018, that's when our family started to experience firsthand what it means to begin to cultivate the capacity to affirm the inherent value of every person and use our lives to restore broken circumstances in our world. And that is when Michelle came jumping rope into our family. Uh, she lives in... She lives in Bartabo, Kenya. And until just a few years ago, Bartabo had no source of clean drinking water. Instead, Michelle and other young girls just like her walked roughly a mile to a small pond twice a day where she would then submerse a five-gallon 
jerry can and fill it with water for her family that day. And that was the same small pond where Michelle's family washed what little clothes they had. It's where they bathed. It's where livestock would gather around the perimeter of that pond. And for years, that water was the leading cause of death in Michelle's village. And when I first learned of the challenge facing Bartabwa, it wrecked me for sure. But you know what did so even more? It was knowing her. Not a statistic or a headline, but having a relationship with a 13-year-old girl who had just as much inherent value as my son or my daughter. And so we decided as a family to partner with Michelle and her community by becoming Michelle's sponsor. And it costs our family about $39 a month. And it's the best $39 that we spend all month long. And we pool it together with other families who are courageously sponsoring other children in that same community. And do you know the impact is far greater than anything we could ever imagine? Here's the impact. The result of that is this clean water well that now sits at the center of Michelle's community. And, and these are the women who are raising strong and healthy children. These are the champions of young girls who now excel in school. These are the grateful mothers who are transforming far more than just their own families. Man, they're transforming ours. See, the life of the village depends on the health of the stream. And the stream is our world. And you are its keeper. So, family, in the next few moments, I want to invite you to find yourself in this story of Jesus and to begin to experience his words, to go and to do likewise by making one courageous decision, by saying yes to being chosen. See, Pastor Brent and the team here have been sensing God calling you, as he shared, to make a difference in the lives of children in Tanzania, specifically in Kasanda and Nyaronga. Kasanda and Nyaronga are located in the northwest of Tanzania, near the border of Burundi. It is an area that is flat and dry. It is very remote, and it is among the very poorest of its region. In fact, last week, Brent and I were on a conference call with Esther. I want you to meet Esther for a second. Incredibly courageous leader who is pouring her life into the Tanzanian region that I'm describing. And she described for us the waves of refugees that pour into that region, fleeing political conflict from neighboring Burundi and, and the DRC, and how that creates competition for the very few economic opportunities that exist there. But do you know there is reason for hope in Tanzania? And that reason for hope is you. It's because of this church, it's because of you specifically. Because of you, there are plans to strengthen the health care infrastructure, plans to reduce maternal deaths and allow for an increase in child livelihood, plans to fortify the education system through reading camps and Saturday morning reading clubs, clubs that kids actually want to attend on a Saturday morning. Imagine your kids wanting to go to school on a Saturday. These kids do. See, hope is on the move in these two communities, and it's on the move because of you. So today I'm inviting you to say yes to empowering one of the many kids who are living in poverty in the Cassandra and Nyaronga communities. And with $39 a month to restore their dignity and, re and begin to build restoring their broken circumstances. Now, typically how we would do this, years past, we'd have you go into the lobby, we'd have 
lines of string out there with hundreds and hundreds of kids' faces hanging on that line, and you could walk up and find the child that you wanted to be in a relationship with. But for the last year or so, we've been praying big prayers at World Vision. And God has birthed a big idea in us that has changed everything. See, we started asking the question, like, what could we do right here, right now? From the very first step of a relationship with a child and their sponsor that would empower that child to be the change agent in their life and their community. Like, what would it look like if for the very first time in history, we empowered kids to choose us? Check this out. Church, get this, on Wednesday of this next week, there's going to be a choosing party like you just saw in Tanzania. And the guests of honor are going to be kids that you're going to give hope to. Because in a moment, I'm going to invite you to take the most epic photo of your entire life. And then we're going to send that all the way to Tanzania this week. And kids are going to walk into a classroom one at a time, and they're going to have a chance to study the faces of Pearl Street Church. And something in them is going to click and connect with you, and they're going to choose you. And then we're going to bring those photos back, a photo of them holding your photo. We're going to bring it all the way back by next Sunday, and you're going to have the opportunity to meet the child who you are empowering towards change in that community. And it's going to be a powerful moment if you simply will say yes to being chosen. And typically what we would have done before COVID is uh, Pastor Brent and I would have jumped on a plane and we'd have gone to the field. We'd have been there for that party. We'd have been in the room. Obviously, things have changed because of travel restrictions and such. So we're inviting you to sign up, not just to be chosen. I'll tell you how to do that here in just a moment, but also to join a closed Facebook group just for your church so that you can sort of be in the room virtually this next Wednesday when those kids are making that decision. And also, when you say yes to being chosen and you have your photo taken here in just a moment, we're going to load your photos into that closed Facebook group. And when you log in for the first time, you know the first picture you're going to see? It's your leader, Pastor Brent and his wife, Heather. They've decided they have enough room in their heart to say yes to being chosen too. So would you come and just tell us why? Inspire us with some vision on why now. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you, Pastor Josh. Isn't that incredible? You know... As I said, Heather had a dream 20 years ago. God placed Tanzania in my heart. Um, 
three years ago, and then we've started this process. And, you know, you talk about Chosen starting a year and a half ago. They talked to Pearl Street Church in the very beginning. I had to sign an NDA. Uh, so I couldn't even talk about this whole new concept that they had out there. We were on the forefront of it, but I, I came back to them and said, God has placed Tanzania on my heart. And at that time, they had nothing going on in Tanzania uh, as far as this chosen that they could do chosen. They've been doing ministry in Tanzania for 30, 40 years, but they didn't have chosen there. And I said, Tanzania is what's on my heart. So they had to get some stuff worked out for us to be in this moment right here, right now. You know, you think about um, th this thing right here with a kid. I remember 15 years ago going to a Christian concert and how they used to do it is uh, you would walk up to a table. There's a bunch of kids on that table. You would pick one of those kids off based on what you saw. And I, I didn't know what to choose. I'm like, I'm just going to pick a kid that's got my birthday. And so I ended up picking a, a young guy that Heather and I would sponsor, uh, Innocent from Uganda. And uh, that was something that we did that was amazing. But this is something just completely different, something epic, something that's awesome, where the kid gets to actually choose us. You know, today I'm asking this and this partnership, we're not here just for a moment. I never want to sign up for something to be part of it for a moment. I want to set up a sustainable process that we could be a part of a community for a long period of time. And that's exactly what this is going to be. When we sign up, I don't want you to sign up under like, oh my God, an emotional moment. Yes, it's emotional. But we want to sign up under like the conviction that, man, $40 a month, we're going to give up maybe a, a dinner. We're going to give up a, a coffee, whatever it may be, once a month so that halfway around the world, we can make a difference in a kid's life. Imagine this, the kid walking in and picking you, looking at your face and being moved for some reason to choose you. I've heard some of the stories that they talk about that some of the kids, it's somebody's smile that they see it, man, it just draws them in and they choose that person. And man, they're thinking about that person every month on, man, my life has been transformed. I have clean water. My, my community is healthier. Now we can move on to other things, maybe education like they're talking about. You know, these are things that we get to be a part of. Some kids pick based on the hair color or they look like my grandmother. These kids are waking up every day knowing that people halfway around the world are living beyond themselves, giving up something to empower them where they are at. And that's what I, I mean, as I'm asking today, if you're new and you're visiting, you're not a part of our church, all good. Be moved, and if you want to sign up, sign up. Great. But if you're an owner inside of this house, you know who I'm, I'm talking to you as an owner, and you, I've already defined owner, you know who you are. I'm asking you, this is a part of our partnership to do global ministry. We will be getting on planes at some point in time and going and meeting these kids. This isn't just, oh, some far-off things, this organization that's doing something over there. I was extremely specific in what we wanted to do and where we wanted to do it at. They made it happen. We picked Cassandra because they're in phase one. They're starting the process of helping the community there. And I wanted to be on the front end of something. I wanted our church to be on the front end of it. Not just random, we just sign up anywhere. Where's the need? Where is it in Tanzania where God's placed in my heart? And that's where we want to be. And they've made it possible. So I'm asking you as an owner, and it's awesome. Yes. Heather and I. Uh, Heather was in last service, so I couldn't say this in any of the services because we hadn't decided yet, but we signed up to sponsor two kids. We're going to do uh, two kids. That's what Heather and I are doing. That's $80 a month. And as I've always said in this church, I will never ask you to do something that I'm not willing to do myself. It's not what this is. I'm not saying something from a stage and not living it off the stage. This is life. This is what we do. We're a community. And I'm asking you, hey, will you do this? Partner with us. 
to make a difference in Tanzania. We start here and then we can go see the ministry. As COVID goes away, we can go over there and we wanna check it out, right? We're not doing anything else globally like this. I mean, we're helping in human trafficking and stuff like that, fighting against it, but we're not uh, doing anything else. This is it, Tanzania is it for us today, where we're at. Maybe that for 10 years and we do something, we do something in addition to, we're not going anywhere. So I'm asking you as an owner, would you sign up at $40 a month? And if you can do more than that, do more than that. If you can do a thousand, do your thing, shorty. But will you put your money where your mouth is and put your heart on the line, take a picture and place your picture on a line that a kid can walk in this next Wednesday, look you in the eyes, choose you, and you can be a part of this incredible weekend next week where we get to see what child shows us. How do we do this, Josh? How do we sign up? Tell us what we do. Here's the fun part, all right? So you all got a card when you came in. It's got some instructions on it, but here's what I want you to do. I want you to pull out your cell phone. Ah. If you've got a cell phone with you, just pull it out. Pastor Brent's giving you permission to text in church in this next moment, all right? Let's go. You may not get it back, so you may take advantage of this one. So (laughs) what I want you to do is pull out your phone, and in the text messaging function, just go ahead and text the keyword PEARL. You know how to spell it, PEARL, to 56170. Go ahead and text the word PEARL to 56170. And then what's going to happen is it's going to prompt you to give some of your information. It's going to ask you how many kids you want to bring hope to, whether that's one or two or three or more. If you're a thousand, talk to me afterwards, okay? (laughs) And then after you enter some information, it's going to give you a QR code. And that QR code then is what you're going to take out in the lobby. There's two photo booths set up today. There's one inside the lobby here and one outside on the corner on the curb. And you can stand in line there in the queue. If the queue gets long, don't worry about it. You got time. Just hang out here this afternoon and bring hope to that child. And then you're going to take that epic photo together. And then that's the photo that's going to be loaded on that closed Facebook group. You want to get signed up for that today as well. Go, go join that group. And then that's the photo that'll be sent. It'll be at the choosing party on Wednesday. And make sure you do it by 8 p.m. tonight, okay? That's your deadline. Make sure you do it by 8 p.m. tonight. If you got family members at home, you're like, man, I really want to do it with my husband or my wife or my kids, and they're at home right now. That's okay. Go home. You can still text the same keyword to the same number. You're going to get the same QR code. It'll just ask you to upload a a selfie photo from home. You can do that. You'll still be included. You just got to do it by 8 p.m. tonight. And then be back next weekend. I mean, this is a cool moment, what you're going to experience, taking these photos. But next weekend is really the special moment. When you walk in and there'll be another display set up, a bunch of envelopes and you'll find your name on an envelope and you'll pull that envelope off and you will meet the child who chose you. It'll be an incredible hope-giving moment. Thank you, church, for doing this Epic. and let me be a part of it. It'll be awesome. Yeah. Make sure you do that. If time is an issue, if you're like, man, I gotta go, I gotta run, the line's too long, like he said, you can snap a picture, you can upload the picture yourself, okay? I'm just asking as your picture, your pastor. Upload a good picture, okay? We don't need you like, ah, you know, okay. Upload a good one, okay? But if time is an issue, you can still do that. Sign up, be a part of that. And our goal is 150. We're looking for 150 sponsorships. We can do more than that, I believe. Um, But we're going to start there. And I think we can make a massive difference in Tanzania. And uh, we're going to follow up with this. You're going to hear stories about what's going on in Tanzania and how our sponsorship and our support is making a difference there and how it's changing their lives and the latest things that they're doing. It's a process in which they do. They'll start with clean water um, and, and make sure that that is sustainable. If that's in place, then they'll move towards education, move towards healthcare, and it'll grow from there. And we'll add on to that if we can with other organizations. 
we'll add on to that with organizations that come along and partner with us. If there's somebody that can do a, um, you know, uh, somebody can do um, some type of medical facility, I believe World Vision does that. It's like $100,000 that you got to give for the medical facility. We can't do that today, but maybe in the future we do that. Um, there could be an orphanage that comes into our future, something we set up for that. Whatever it is that the community needs, we want to be a part of it, right? It's not just this far off thing and look how great we are. We're Americans, yay, and we get to bless those people. We want to be very in tune with what it is. This isn't like we're better than anybody. The same God spoke us into existence. It just so happens that we're here, they're there. It just so happened that we were born into plenty, they were born into maybe a little lack. We can meet that need, we can fill that gap, right? So we, we want to be in tune with what's in, not in our arrogance, but in our humility to be a part of making a difference, right? Cool. Uh, y'all ready for this? Got a little somber on us. Change it up a little bit. Like bring it up a little bit. Bring it up, bring it up right? Yeah. Uh, but hey, um, uh, you want to come back next week, be here for the, the release of this. It's going to be awesome when you get to see it. If you want to bring somebody with you, Next week, you're like, man, they should be a part of this. Let them know this week. I know it's by 8, 8, 8 p.m. that you got to upload it so that they can have it on Wednesday. But if you want somebody that can sponsor, they, they'll allow us to add people after this. They just won't be a part of the chosen experience uh, next week. We'll just be sponsoring kids. I think they have, there's a lot of kids in Kasana that need sponsorship. So we'll work with them as we move forward from here. So be here next week. If you're new and you're visiting, so good to have you on this weekend. We got two weeks here that you got to hang on before we get back to like Pearl Street, you know, what we do, okay? So this is not, this is somewhat of our normal vibe, um, but we, we're a, an energetic community that is a little bit different. Uh, I communicate a little bit different, you know, so get ready for that. So, but if you are new, you want to find out your next step, go over to VIP. It's our tent right out back. You can find out what your next step is and we'll get connected with you. Uh, we have Glow Night. Uh, on the 25th coming up uh, this month. So all the teenagers get in the know. If you don't know, you need to know. Go figure it out. Uh, but no, get with Noe and Maria and uh, know that that's going down. And then if you want to give on your way out, you can do that. There'll be buckets on the way out. Uh, outside of that, we love you guys. Time to go take y'all's pictures. Have a good time. Have a great week. We'll see you next week, guys.